Welcome to the Joyful Journey podcast. If you're looking for more clarity in your life, clarity of purpose or how to activate that purpose, and you are someone who wants to operate from your highest self to be a force for good you know this world craves, then this is the show for you. I'm Anita Adams, your host and guide to finding clarity and creating a life you love. Let's tap into our inner wisdom, access our highest self, and unleash joy. As we do this, we raise our vibration and heighten the collective consciousness. And that, my friend, is the joyful journey. Let's dive in. All right. Hey, Joyful Journey, or Anita Adams here, your host. And today I'm pleased to introduce you to Danielle Rama Hoffman, a spiritual mentor and coach who guides other light workers who are ready to fully realize their divine mission. For over 25 years, through her advanced spiritual work with the Ascended Masters, Danielle has been raising consciousness on the planet and assisting thousands of coaches, healers, and experts around the globe, from emerging practitioners to well-known seven-figure spiritual leaders, to do the same, raise the collective consciousness. As we share a similar mission, I'm particularly excited to have Danielle on the show to share with you her wisdom. Welcome, Danielle. Thank you. Hello, everyone. <laughs> I, I truly do love the work you've been doing, and I've been a follow of your, follower of your work for at least a year. I took one of your, um, it was a forum, I believe, that you did probably seven or eight months ago, and you had so many amazing speakers on this forum sharing their wisdom and their insights and their, their gifts to the world. And I walked away from that forum incredibly inspired, lit up, feeling like, yes, you know, there's more. I feel like there's more and more people coming together on this soul mission to raise the collective consciousness. And it's just, it's wonderful. And you, Danielle, you walk the talk. Everything you do is about bringing greater awareness to that that divine within and empowering people to tap into wisdom, that wisdom. So can you tell me a little bit about your process for accessing that divine energy and and connecting with your spirit guides? Mm -hmm. Yes, absolutely. Well, fun that you joined one of the forums. And I, I love bringing together community and experts, you know, especially as solar planners. Sometimes we're just like in our own bubble and it's it's just super fun to cross pollinate and to have that, you know, new paradigm of relationships of where we're really uh, cheering one another on and co-creating together from that space of of collaboration and more abundance for all. And yes, I love posting those as well. Yeah. In terms of my process, you know, since I feel like I've been at it for a while and uh, I know everyone's journey is different, yet I definitely remember even as a child being highly sensitive and noticing kind of the mismatch between what folks were saying and then the energy that I really could feel and the emotions that I could feel. And, uh, you know, so in the beginning, in my earlier years, being highly sensitive, it, it was challenging and confusing and uh, and then I think that kind of brought me into counseling and massage and energy healing. And then it developed to also really be able to be more, um, let's say, proactive in terms of when I was tuning into what was around me and, and when I wasn't and not overwhelmed. 
So the journey began very kinesthetically, uh, where I would feel things. There were periods where I would see things. And, you know, fast forward 25 years later, for me as a, as an embodied conscious channel, it's very clear audience and also like a knowing where the guides, uh, I have that direct connection. So it's a little bit different when I'm connecting to my inner wisdom than Mm -hmm. when I'm connecting to a bandwidth of wisdom, like ascended masters or guides, same principles, yet Mm -hmm. a different lens. I'm really curious about that and how, how you decipher um, or how you can tell the difference between what is yours, your own divine inner wisdom, and and when you're accessing or tapping in to the wisdom from from that greater bandwidth, as you say, how how do you decipher what's yours and what's what's not? Hmm. Yeah. The probably the simplest way is to talk about signature energy and how we all have a signature energy that really is our uniqueness, like how we might recognize someone that we know and love before they even walk into a room. There's just some divine qualities about them or like this signature that, that we all carry energetically. And so I can sense my signature energy as well as recognize different beings of light and love that I work with based on signature energy and then also kind of maybe one way to talk about it is divine quality so there may be the divine qualities of uh like the magdalene love beings or isis that have a lot of love energy or i also work with uh thoth the toth the god of infinite knowledge and the akashic records inscribing and that has more of like a, of a wisdom bandwidth or a galactic council just feels more galactic. You know, the interesting thing too about that is, is sometimes it kind of depends. We have different levels of divine wisdom or our own inner wisdom. So if you were to ask me, you know, maybe 10 years ago, I would have said, oh, I could tell because sometimes the guides will come in and say things that I don't know in my consciousness, or it's like beyond the level of my waking consciousness. And yet I also experienced that, and I'm sure you do and your your listeners here do as well, where we do tap into our own inner guidance of our higher self that's beyond our current waking state or knowing. Uh, so that wouldn't really be a differentiator anymore. Yet it does feel a little bit different. Like if I'm tapping into my wisdom, it doesn't feel too like, oh, I didn't know that already, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's interesting. I've had um, I've had a number of experiences. I started uh, what do you call it? Spiritual writing, um, where I've been. I don't know if I want to use the word channeling because I don't feel. I'm not sure if that's it, you know. But I feel something is coming down through me, and I don't. I have not been able to really figure out if that is something. Uh, if that's my own inner wisdom. Or is, am I tapping into that divine bandwidth, a higher, but it, it does feel like it's a higher power. And I guess I'm such a newbie at all of this that it's, um, I'm still trying to figure out 
what's going on, but it feels much bigger than just me. And I love that. And I've had, but I've, there's been a number of times where I'm like, ah, oh, this is just me. You know, I'm tapping into just me. <laughs> and then there's been a number of times where it's just like, wow, there feels like, it feels like something much more substantial. And, and I'd like to, I'd like to find ways to access that more frequently. And I don't know how to do that yet. I'm other than just practicing, just continuing to reach out and communicate with my spirit guides. I don't know if you have any thoughts on on that, and, and or if that is too big of a, a conversation to have on a you know a, a short podcast. Maybe it's much more involved. Well, I feel like it brings up one of the myths, or kind of what the guides say, illusion lies around. Uh, you know, what we can call it channeling or scribing, or, uh, I called it divine transmitting for a long time where we're, we're tapping into a band of consciousness and that that is coming in, in a way that it's not only words, but there's also an energy behind it. You know, and a lot of folks say that read my books or have the card deck or whatever, that they have this sense of it's almost like a session because there's there's energy when they read it. And I feel like when it's coming through us, we also have that sense like where maybe truth tears come or our hands may get hot or, you know, those things. But back to the myth, I feel like one of the, you know, we have these beautiful minds and they, they have a role in our inner wisdom panel. They have a role in our, in our, translating higher consciousness and transmitting in our own ways, however that looks like for us. And yet also the protective aspect of the mind will go, I'm, am I making this up? Like I've heard that so many times. So it's like out of the billions of things you could make up, like, why are you making that up? So uh, I I often will just say, well, thank you for sharing and uh, let's just keep going. And, you know, another myth is that like the burning bush just comes down and, and we have this, you know, aha, I'm like very proactive. I show up and that's what you're talking about. You have a practice. I'm curious. I ask questions. I show up. I have regular meetings with my non-physical friends and, and guidance panels. And, you know, it's, it's very proactive. It's yes, it's receptive and receiving yet. It's also like, okay, let's, let's talk about this, you know, let's uh, explore this. Yeah, I think that's key, that proactive um, and that willingness to keep at it, to keep reaching out to your guides and having the conversations. Um, Okay, so you recently created and released a beautiful 44 card deck. It's called Magdalene Manifestation Cards, Create Abundance Through Love. So first, congratulations on this very successful launch. I understand that it's uh, one of Amazon's top sellers in a very short period of time. So well done, you. Congratulations. Um, Can you tell us who is Magdalene and what is her significance? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I received that. Uh, Congratulations, celebration. It's always so just exquisite to see something that's been happening in the works behind the scenes, uh, reach the heart and, and, uh, lives of those that it's in response to their asking their calling. So I'm just really tickled pink uh, to have it out in the world in a bigger way. So the Magdalene's are, you know, a lot of folks may have heard of Mary Magdalene, uh, uh, or Isis or, 
uh, when they first started coming in as light love beings, they really talked about Magdalene midwives, past, present, and future. And that they came in also not only as the feminine love beings that we may be used to uh, thinking of as Magdalene, Mother Mary, Mary Magdalene, even Yeshua, yet like or Anna, the grandmother of, of Yeshua, yet they came in in the sacred union of like Mary Magdalene and Yeshua, Isis and Osiris. And that's one of the things that I find is really unique about this the manifestation card is that they're each codes of love, like there's 20 codes of love that have both a, a being state or a feminine image, and then also a, a more active or a key or a masculine energy. So their, their message or significance, kind of why they've come in is really to help us integrate that well, it's already in wholeness yet to bring it into more wholeness, the aspects of manifestation that are being, being receptive in a state of grace and a state of love. And then also the active part of taking inspired action and uh, really holding a line of sight. So it kind of goes back to our conversation about how do we access our inner wisdom? There is a sacred union of the two. And, you know, in terms of who the Magdalene's are that have been the source of this body of work, uh, it's also a very cosmic or intergalactic uh, kind of new energy. So not only what we think of 2000 years ago of Mary Magdalene, yet also kind of where we're headed and the frequencies and vibrations that we need in terms of the elevation and consciousness and where we are, uh, where we're headed. And so they, they also talk about in the guidebook of how we're Magdalene's and uh, that we're Magdalene's in form, those of us that feel called to that. And that Magdalene is also a title, like how there can be so many Marys. Uh, as I live in Southern France right now, and there's just so many Marys. And to think of Mary or Magdalene, like a title, like we would have teacher or uh, mom or, or doctor, and that title is really like being an energy master. So when we're mastering our energy from that place of love, that's a way that we can access our inner Magdalene self. And, you know, as we're talking about this, like, is this me? Is it the guides? Like, as I've been up at this for a while, I remember, especially when I was really deep in my partnership uh, with, with Thoth or Toth or uh, Thoth, that I would go like, well, is that my inner Thoth or like, is it really the guide? And, you know, so we can get tripped up in those things. Yet the aspect of that is that I do feel like it is an as above, so below as within, so without. So we have aspects of wisdom within us, which is represented by the archetype or the, the light being of, of Thoth. And then the same with the Magdalene, we have love within us that's represented in in the Magdalene love being. So that's a little bit about the Magdalene's non-physical and physical. Yeah, that's really great. And I, I had no knowledge of, of that, of the Magdalene's. I didn't realize that was a, a plural either. Uh, and the whole love aspect, I want to talk more about that. Um, love, part of my mission is to help create 
and help people find more love in the world so we can operate from that place of love. And it seems to be a very big part of, of your mission um, and to create abundance through love. Uh, why is love an important ingredient for creating abundance? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember like way back in the day when I first had my first business coach and, you know, it was like, what's your 25 year plan? It's like, ooh, okay, we're not doing that anymore, really. But uh, I got really clear of, of part of my mission being like raising the vibration of the planet to the heart center to love. So if we look at the larger context of that, whether folks talk about it in terms of awakening or moving from the Piscean age and the solar plexus energy center to the Aquarian age and the heart center, or even vibrationally, just there's this acceleration happening. The planet is moving at a higher speed or frequency or Hertz. Uh, My beloved husband is a cardiologist and molecular biologist and does hypnotherapy and timeline therapy and NLP and all that stuff. So it's always cool for me from the energy side to also kind of ask him, you know, those sciencey things. And, and he shared with me how, like when we have a heart cell that's moving at a faster frequency, it naturally entrains uh, the slower vibrationally moving heart cell. So I feel like love is such a key ingredient because it's, it's where we came from in unity. It's where we're going. And also in terms of speed and frequency that as the earth star, even though it seems like there's more duality than ever comes into greater unity, love is inclusive. Love is one of the most uh, receptive energies of our heart center in terms of, of receiving and, and when we're in a state of love, there is that, that openness. So the Magdalens talk a lot about also our, our heart field, our horizontal plane, where it's also our, like being that heart resonance, where we're in a state of coherence. And then like the, our wider bandwidth, where we're able to, to receive more. So I feel like love and divine love is one of the untapped uh, resources that we have access to. Plus, it just feels good. So not only the emotion (laughs) of love, yeah, which feels good, but really the frequency of love. Yeah, absolutely. One of the, well, it was actually the first time that I felt beyond any doubt that I was receiving a divine download was a message uh, about being being the love to be the love in all that i do to step in and be the love and it was a very powerful experience and to i constantly come back to thinking about how can i choose to be the love what would love choose in this situation and uh i i always ask myself that now and i i coach my clients to ask themselves that question what would love choose in this situation and it often, often, when I listen and follow that advice, it makes a huge difference, which is um, beautiful. <laughs> what are some steps that you think we can take to deepen that love for self? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, as the Magdalens especially have brought forth these 24 codes of love in the 44 cards, uh, they're... There and and really that they are to use for manifesting that creating abundance through love, I feel like can be one of the most loving things that we do 
and that we be and that we have, uh, you know, I know in your work as well, the the harmony of what the guides call multi-abundance or multidimensional abundance, where we're growing abundance in simultaneity, where our joy is growing and our health is growing and our relationships are growing and our finances are growing and our money's growing, finances and money and our and our our work is growing all all together. And that I feel like is one of the the biggest acts of love and courage that we can have to also resource our mission. And I'm so passionate about that as well, especially for healers and coaches and practitioners who are here to make a difference on the planet. It also does require us to be resourced. So when you're saying like, what would love do or what would love be, then as we're leading and partnering with others, we're coming from that higher frequency. We're coming from abundance. We're coming from love rather than the lack and survival consciousness and uh, all of those things. So, you know, when you say, what can we do to, to have more love? I feel like it, at some point it's also a decision or a choice to bring mm. our attention to it and, and to and an act of courage, an act of self-love to, mm-hmm. to love ourselves more, uh, to be willing to also again be really well nourished and overflowing from yeah. source. It's, it's gotta start there, doesn't it? With that that sense of love for self. And when you have that powerful sense of love for self, I think it's easier to one give more love outwardly and um, and to receive love. Um, as well. So it's interesting. Mm. Are your cards, um, are they, can they be used as a tool to help us deepen our love for self? Yes, absolutely. And one of the things that's really different about this card deck, and I, and I did draw a card before for the podcast, just to kind of see uh, what card might step forward for the listeners here today is that they are really not only can be used for divination or accessing our own inner wisdom, yet also create these energy environments or containers or holograms that that support us throughout the day. So usually there's something that we'd all like to manifest more of, whether that's calling in the one or the dream job or having greater health or more time with our kids or whatever it may be. And to have a uh, different altars or cards that we can pull can really be helpful in the process so that we're steeping in like an energy container or an energy vortex in order for that to come into form. So for example, I pulled the the Magdalene molecule, which is a confident creator. Your creations have a divine design, hold a line of sight of positive expectations to make them inevitable. And this is the the key card, so the masculine card. And I just I thought that message was so beautiful to to go in a little bit more deeply around like hold a line of positive a line of sight of positive expectations to make your the divine design of your manifestations inevitable. And that's also another act of of self-love and a love of others to not like carry over the file cabinet of the learned helplessness of like, Oh, I wanted this to actualize before and it didn't happen or, 
that last date didn't go well or uh, whatever. I set aside time to spend with my kids and then they were on their phones or whatever the, the things can be. But to really also hold a line of, of sight of positive expectation. And I also feel like as coaches and healers and practitioners that we're so blessed to be able to partner with others and to be entrusted to uh, facilitate and walk with others in their evolution and transformation. And, and so that we get to hold that line of sight of positive expectation rather than whatever limiting story they may be in or we may be in. Right. Believing that the best is yet to come. The best is going to unfold for you. Having that positive mindset. Yeah. yeah. And then taking inspired action, you know, I, and then I, taking inspired action. Yeah. Cause I often draw and the clients we work with are like not shy of taking action, like very high performing, high achieving, uh, you know, and at the same time uh, we can also, there can also be on the other side of things, which you talked about earlier, where someone may be doing all their affirmations or visualizations or meditation calling in more money or calling in more clients or being of greater service. Yet if there's no physical plane avenue for the clients to find you or for right. like both have got to be there. And yeah, hundred percent. Otherwise it's just a wish. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I think that's an important part that a lot of people forget when they um, talk about manifesting. Like, yeah, there's all these things you can do to put it out into the world that you, what you want to manifest in your life. And then you got to go after it. <laughs> you can't just sit on the couch and, and wait for things to, to happen. Right. So that's so important. Awesome. Um, I like something that you said on your website that it is time to cast aside lack-based consciousness and the energy of overworking, overdoing, and overthinking and embrace the art of feminine manifestation based on love, receptivity, and grace. Can you elaborate on this a little bit? What is feminine manifestation? How is that different than masculine manifestation? And I feel like you touched on this a little bit already, but I really want to draw draw attention to the difference. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, it, it really, you know, again, like as the Magdalene codes have come in, in this sacred union between the feminine and the masculine and coming together, like bringing our being state and our doing state together, the feminine Magdalene, the masculine Magdalene, really as a wink of our divine wholeness that we are already divinely whole and in the sacred union. So in survival consciousness or lack based consciousness, where in the larger scheme of consciousness, like where we've been in that survival place or lack base, a lot of manifestation is, is based on that. Like I've got to create this in order to survive in order to pay bills in order to whatever, whatever the, that kind of, fear and doubt and uh, those kinds of things create. And then when we're creating from lack and separation, then it's, it's in, it's in the cookie dough. Like it's, then we're going to also be continuing that vibration of lack and, and separation. So one of the biggest kind of ninja timeline jumping hacks is the energy that we come from. That's what we've been talking about love and abundance and co-creation and win-win-win relationships. And so when the Magdalens came in to my life in particular, I developed so much light, so much wisdom, such a connection in the higher planes. 
And yet it could only go so far without me opening my heart and without our clients opening our heart and light workers needing more, more love so that all that wisdom can descend. We talk a lot about ascension, but the descension process of, of ascension so that the wisdom up here isn't just spiritual concepts or uh, like I've gotten this download. It's, it's the wisdom that's experienced in the heart that then also goes down further into physical matter. And that's where I get so excited about really tapping into the non-physical guides and the higher planes to create on the physical plane, accessing our, our higher wisdom on the physical plane. So the Magdalens are but the the system is is both masculine and feminine yet it does harness a lot of the feminine principles so they talk a lot about receiving more without doing more or creating a manifestation altar where you have a, an intention to create uh something in your multi d abundance temple your wealth temple it may be more than one thing you do a card spread have it out on your nightside table while you're sleeping and then you're in this energy environment and you're you're already like tapping into the time that you'd be sleeping to be continuing to to manifest uh like something like telepathic phone calls to those that you might have a divine appointment with i'm sure that's how we connected even though on the physical plane there were publishers that put us together or i don't know who who brought us together but you know that kind of stuff so when the guides talk about receiving more without doing more there is this using our resting state, uh, lying down, uh, making sure that we're, we're in, in the horizontal position of our bodies, like animals, their spines go much more horizontal. They do, they do have the vertical of their legs. Like we have horses and cats, right? So their spine is much more like that, but our spine is straight up. And then we lay down to sleep. So it is, and I know this is like a, um, giving a big download here of, of kind of a larger context yet our light is that kind of vertical column. And then the love is the horizontal and coming together in that cross or that on that sacred union. So the higher wisdom is experienced and then we're actualizing on the physical plane. So the, the Magdalene's do talk a lot about call upon your manifestation team, leap while you sleep. And on the physical plane, it can be a good question. Like, where can I, and I'd invite you to tune into this. Like, where can I receive more without doing more? Like a bank account's a good example. Your bank account could receive more money in there without having to open a new bank account, depending on what kind of bank account it is. Or for coaches, if you have a group program, maybe you have a mastermind and you could really facilitate incredible results for double the amount of clients you have in there now without doing more work, the same monthly group sessions, however many you have. So to not only have it be a spiritual concept of receiving more without doing more or like hiring team where you multiply results because you have other individuals that are also doing your mission, but to think about what are examples where you have already received more without doing more uh, and then maybe do a spread for that. So it is really bringing together the non-physical and the physical to, to work together. And I often see that, that folks have developed one really strongly or the other really strongly. 
or both, but haven't quite got them to line up. And that's what I notice for myself and for our clients when they really line up incredible, magical, seemingly miraculous results uh, happen. Yeah. It, it sounds a little bit like a, a, a bit of a tightrope walk and it probably isn't, but trying to find the balance between being that active player that we were previously talking about going after your, your goals and your dreams uh, and your mission. And at the same time, letting go of, of the hustle, letting go of the push and relaxing into it. And I, and I, I think it, it takes, takes skill to figure out that, that fine line so you can walk on it. And maybe it's, you know, just being aware that it is, it is a balancing act. It is a fine line, a tightrope that you need to be mindful of so you don't get into that push. Maybe that's the, is that the, the masculine um, energy, the push? Don't want to go too much that way, but you still have to have it. And at the same time, you need to have that, that rest. I, I'm hearing I need to nap more is what I'm hearing from you. Um, I get my my downtime where I feel much is manifesting or is actually percolating is when I go for walks in nature. That is where I'm able to let go. And it seems counterintuitive to take time away from my busy work life to go for a walk in nature, but I'm way more productive when I do that. And I think, I, I feel like that's kind of what I'm hearing that you need to have that time, whether it's a walk in nature or, or a proper rest to be able to access both the, the, the um, feminine manifesting energy and, and then still push it's not the right word. Push is not the right word. Focused energy in the direction you want to go is perhaps that masculine side. Am I, am I getting that right? Am I understanding what you're saying correctly? Yes. Yes. And actually one of the Magdalene codes is Emerald Love and Emerald Love is all about uh, the nourishment that we require that's bespoke for us that may come from nature, that may come from animals, that may come from uh, crystals or like we have the love that circulates in our relationships with other, what the guides call bipedals with other folks, uh, beings, people, and yet also recognizing that one of the ways that really nourishes our systems may be this emerald love where mm. it's animals, crystals, uh, the elements, those kinds of things. And, you know, back to the overthinking, overworking, over responsibility, that that at its root usually is based in some separation or lack or what the guides call BME filters, like slower vibrational body, mind, emotion, uh, thoughts or feelings or emotions of, of lack. So I also feel like the codes really work to balance that. And when, when the Magdalene codes first came in and I offered it and continue to in our, in our Magdalene uh, wealth codes program, now they're available in the deck yet for those that want to go deeper uh, you know, the first code that we activate and, and folks can activate it on their own is the birthright of love code. And that really makes such a difference because as high achievers, usually they're, unconsciously accidentally like we're trying to prove that by manifesting xyz thing that we're doing what we came here to do or that we're lovable or that we're safe there's usually some deeper energy that when it can be transformed things naturally come into balance and i do also feel like constitutionally we tend to have 
our own unique combination. That's what I love about the Egyptian pantheon is mm. they show up in this anthropomorphic form. Like Thoth is the ibis and bird and then like a ma masculine body, but then carries like a spiritual, uh, the caduceus or different staff. So we also have these like, and is very lunar masculine where Sekhmet, I guess I'm talking about Egypt for some reason, uh, is, as I'm going into going back to Egypt to bring in a group soon and just love Egypt. But I think the Egyptian pantheon is a good example of this, how we're all different where Sekhmet who is the lioness goddess is very like fire solar feminine so even though yes we're coming into an equilibrium between light and love and uh slow vibration fast vibration masculine feminine constitutionally we're all, all gonna have our own unique blend of that and also depending on which you know what what time in our life and what evolutionary cycle we're in mm it may be more go time <laughs> and it may be musing, ruminating download time. Yeah. Well, that's, that's really interesting. I know that um, I often get the download from my spirit guides that I need to just slow down and trust and allow things to happen. Just allow, stop trying to control so much. And that's mine still to learn. It's a, uh, it's an interesting journey. It's an interesting journey. Um, you you um, mentioned something earlier and I just it struck me and I just want to back up a little bit. You said you partnered with Toth and I'm, I'm curious about um, that. Those choice of words partnering with partnering with with spirit, um, do you actually like do you enter into an agreement? I'm just I'm really curious to understand what you mean by partnering with with Toth and um, and I suspect you have partnered with other spirit guides and and but can you just talk to me a little bit about that and and forgive me if that is such a um, I don't know basic question but I, I'm really curious about this whole uh, your your journey your process yeah well it's it's uh, I'm glad you bring it up and it's actually a very in-depth question and and right. that you're following your inner wisdom to go hey there's something there yeah. Uh, Thank you. Thank yeah. you for that. Thank you for acknowledging that. I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. Well, the partnering with, for me, again, when we talk about what are some myths about channeling or uh, some illusion lies, as the guides talk about, is the partnering with is, is that we're coming from this place of equality, equanimity. One of the myths of channeling is like that the channeler has taken over. And, uh, and it's not like that at, at all in the way that I work and, and also with the way that the guides, they just have such a respect of our free will and our conscious choice. So that idea of partnering with is that I'm divine and so is the being of light uh, that we're coming together in that heart to heart, uh, eye to eye, peer to peer, divine to divine co-creation uh, and, and that it's really a partnership now, the second thing I want to say about that, and it goes back to Emerald Love, there's also another code of love that's Star Love, which talks about how we may be nourished from uh, Ascended Masters or from uh, galactic energies or energies that we may have experienced uh, in other galaxies or solar systems. 
And so that that's another piece of it because I know it's unusual to say, hey, my business partner is a non-physical light being, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. And like that, that's a real thing. Like I I <sighs> I love my beloved husband and oh. you know for 22 years, and yet he knows like I've got some main um very deep partnerships, not romantic partnerships, but but really deep partnerships with beings of light and ascended masters and that they're there to partner with us. So back to your question about agreements, uh, you know, I feel like that's part of the heritage of some of the spiritual shackles that the guides help us to dismantle is that there have been like these past life vows or uh, even in a collective consciousness, like the healers, that there can be this legacy carried over of like not earning money or uh, not having personal gain from it or those kinds of things. Um, So I don't feel like it's a contract where I have to, or, you know, anything like that. It's more a very strong affinity. I personally feel like it's a lot of lifetimes that I've had in developing that wisdom and already working together Egypt really was my entry point into starting to work with light beings in this lifetime. Uh, and then moving to France, you could see that's part of like my path or what mm-hmm. someone might call like a soul choice or contract. And then that opened up the whole connection to the love beings. So it's very, it's a very um, conscious relationship that I put time into. Again, I have board of directors meetings. We help our clients with this too. So we're not only running our businesses from our mind, but also having the, our inner wisdom and the non-physical supporting. And one of the different frameworks of this, besides that it's not that God, goddess, great spirit, the divine source is above us and we need an intercessor, but it's really, we're the divine and it's just mm. quality. That's a big paradigm shift. Also that we can have vital alive partnerships with beings of light in the non-physical uh, and be very ground. Like I'm very grounded, very successful, very like here. Uh, so in, in that way, but then also uh, that it does require time and, and like you might have tea with a, with a friend, like I have regular meetings and of course, in the sessions and stuff there, they come in and that's where the bodies of work come from. Yeah. Did that, awesome. Yeah. yeah and, and it, it sparked some more questions and I, I want to ask a few more if that's okay. I feel like this is the direction. Um, part of why I started up the joyful journey podcast was as a curiosity journey for my, my education and for the people that I invite to come along with me on this, this journey to discovery. Uh, so I'm, Super curious to understand how you came to choose. Did you choose Toth? Did you research the different spirit guides? Did he, did Toth just come into your awareness and you're like, that's the one? Like, why, why a partnership with Toth? Yeah. And that to me brings us to kind of what our divine lineage is, where Mm. we're used ancestral lineage where mom dad grandmother grandfather you know the whole genealogy and yet as us being source and and an extension of source and then also these different again like you could say past present future alternate lifetimes like other 
experiences on earth and 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 also i believe in in other uh off-planet experiences as well where we have different divine lineages where maybe we've been initiates with isis or we've developed even if we look at this in terms of archetypally or aspects of the divine where we've done a lot of developing of a skill set like writing or a skill set like music and there the goddess uh hathor for example is the goddess of music and dance so those those creative endeavors and our lifetime studies and accomplishments can be related to our mission to our purpose to our theme and not, then also the divine lineage so i know for me i've had a lot of experience with egypt and and really kind of set up in this lifetime, I feel like even before I got here for that to happen. So for how this looked on the physical plane for me was when I was nine, I went to horseback riding camp in, in Georgia. I lived in Florida and I went to this horseback riding camp, loved it. It was amazing. Then became a counselor, all the things. And then in my early twenties, the women that had the camp who'd been my riding instructors, my mentors in so many ways, introduced me to nature as I grew up in the city. It was going in the country, like so much love and modeling of, of empowerment. And then they started teaching Reiki. And then I took my Reiki classes there and I went to herb school there. And, and then there was a woman, Nikki Scully, who uh, works with the Egyptian Pantheon. And uh, one of the women I went to camp with was a part of this lineage of, of Thoth. And so I took a workshop with Nikki that actually was with Sekhmet, uh, the lioness goddess. That, that was my first reintroduction to the Egyptian pantheon and her system, alchemical healing, all worked with uh, with Thoth, the god of infinite wisdom. And, and so that was a part of it. And that's also why I love activations and uh, we don't activate the codes in the Magdalene cards, but we in the Magdalene Codes of Love program, we, we activate because these activations, these transmissions, the Reiki attunements, uh, you know, learning these different healing systems, and then ultimately bringing in unique bodies of work through those partnerships with, with for me, uh, Toth, and then having my own Ascended Mastery lineage, where I also transmit that for those that, that work closely with us, uh, just kind of par for the course. So, you know, to me, it's like, what what's in our daily lives? What ex, who do we meet? What feels like a yes? And it was just like a series of yeses and yeses and yeses. And I know even back in the day before all of that and guides, that original mission of of heart wisdom was there for me. And then I and then it's been expressed in in so many different ways and in lifetimes. Like I just have an affinity for higher wisdom. So you know, for everyone tuning in maybe it's music, maybe it's being a mom, maybe it's, uh, the work with, with food and nutrition, uh, or movement. Like we all have that. And we look at that archetypally, uh, in terms of gods and goddesses or divine states of being, whether it's compassion, there can be that thread that can also let us know an affinity to a certain, uh, divine yeah, to me, it sounds like you're following your heart um, and the spiritual breadcrumbs, if you will. You're picking up the spiritual breadcrumbs as you traverse through life, and it's led you to that partnership. 
that's really interesting and and um i i'm I am going to actually put the request out to the universe to, and to my spirit guards that I speak with that um, I am directed to find my partnership because I, I really want to, I want a, a partnership with a specific light being, you know, and I have, I have um, my guardian angels that I, I talk to on a daily basis and maybe that's it. Maybe that's the, the one and only, and that's great. And I'm excited to explore where, if I put it out there with a request to see what spiritual breadcrumbs might land in front of me that I can pick up and follow. So very cool. Um, you said you started this session um, with picking or before we got on a call, you you picked a card. Uh, I was wondering if you would be willing to draw another card to uh, close out this session, something that um, I guess with the intent of what we feel our listeners would really benefit from hearing right now. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Well, and the spiritual breadcrumb, of course, here is that the Magdalene's have come in your field. And yeah. for those that choose to get the card deck, uh, we do have a, a manifestation toolkit in there, which includes a meet the Magdalene's guided meditation to to really forge that or deepen an even direct, uh, more direct connection with the Magdalene's. Um, yeah. So what message do the Magdalene's have here? Hmm. So the magic of love, also a key card. So the masculine card, that's the second masculine card. Uh, or, or active state miraculous results. Love heals all separation, regenerate wholeness in your heart and magically midwife optimal outcomes. So magic of love, miraculous results. The key is love heals all separation, regenerate wholeness in your heart and magically midwife optimal outcomes. I love this one. It, it seems like it's so like in movement and, uh, that spiral and, uh, I especially connected to this one when my beloved Friedman and I were hiking the Camino every day where it was just like, it seemed like a miraculous result to hike 25 kilometers, you know, day, day in and day out. And this kind of movement of the magic of love. Um, yeah. But feel I love that. Like when we talk love. about love, all separation, also the trauma underneath mm. being overthinking, overdealing, over responsibility. Yeah. It's beautiful. Thank you. This is a beautiful message to end on. Now, if our listeners wanted to order a deck, and I certainly do, uh, please tell us how we can we can do that. And of course, we'll include the information in the show notes. But uh, tell us where we can uh, connect and get your your cards and connect with you. Yes. So you can go to daniellehoffman.com forward slash cards daniellehoffman.com forward slash cards. And then from there, you can uh, purchase the book where, where books are sold uh, on Amazon or depending on what country you're in or Barnes and Noble or my publisher, Inner Traditions. And then uh, come back to that page and enter your order number in into the, into the form there to receive the manifesting toolkit. And the manifesting toolkit includes this Meet the Magdalene's audio guided meditation. 
It includes a reference sheet of all the codes and the affirmations that are associated with the code. So I love that the deck is like open architecture. You can just pull one. And then sometimes it's really nice to just see the whole system. Like it's on three pages, but all together to see the feminine and the masculine together with the affirmation. And then it also includes a yummy money uh, workshop uh, because that's one of the the resource codes, uh, yummy money, divine relationships, sublime time and, and, uh, radiant energy. And, uh, so then for folks like while you're waiting for your card deck, you can already dive into the manifestation, uh, toolkit. And that's a great way to find me, danielhoffman.com. We do also, uh, offer just the first code of love. If someone wants to activate and get a little bit, go a little bit deeper, the birthright of love code, uh, to see what that journey can be like, because some are called to get the deck, uh, some are called to to work more in depth with us in in the the program, the Magdalene uh, Codes of Love, the Magdalene Love Codes. Beautiful. So that's way to connect, and uh, yeah, wonderful. That's wonderful. Thank you so much. I I personally got a lot of value out of this conversation and I value your time and the work that you're doing and and delighted to get to know you a little bit through this this interview. As I said, I've been following you for about a year now. So it's it's kind of you got a bit of a fan with me. So it's very <laughs> exciting. Um and Joyful Journeyer, thank you for tuning in and listening. If you know anybody who you think would enjoy this episode and learning more about Danielle and, and the work she does and the cards that she just launched, please share this with, uh, with those people. And uh, yeah, we'll catch you next time. Thanks for tuning in. Bye for now. Thank you for joining me on the Joyful Journey podcast. If anything resonated for you from today's show, or if you are looking for more clarity in your life, clarity of purpose, or how to activate that purpose, then head over to joyfuljourney.ca and become a member of our community. We'll start by sending you a free download of our three guiding principles to inner wisdom, which will give you a great foundation for finding the clarity you are seeking. And you'll become part of a growing community of people who are raising the collective consciousness. So head over to joyfuljourney.ca and I look forward to connecting with you directly.